My name is David Siegler, and welcome to my podcast. Welcome, welcome all property sourcing profiteers, anybody out there sourcing for profit. If you are property sourcing, this is the podcast for you. And uh, we've got quite an interesting episode for you uh, lined up today. It's very niche, very niche. And may I say at the beginning, I want to give credit to one of my good friends in property and my HMO guru, Mr. Rick Gannon, who inspired this podcast episode uh, by sharing some stuff with me uh, about council tax banding for HMOs. Really, David? Why are we talking about council tax banding for HMOs? Well, here's the thing, team. We are deal packages, deal sources. We are out there sourcing properties for investors, sometimes cash-based investors. Uh, that's certainly what I did in my business. And they were looking for multi-lets because they want to increase their cash flow, want to increase uh, their return on their investment. So HMOs are really, really, really cool strategy. But there is a threat to the model at this time. And uh, what it's about is that the VOA, the Valuation Office for Council Tax, is looking at HMOs and in certain circumstances are taking the HMO, which was previously banded for council tax as one residential unit, so the landlord, the owner, pays the council tax. What they're doing now in certain areas, I don't want to overstate it, but I mustn't understate it because there is a threat to the model. What they're doing is they're taking HMOs and they are banding the rooms, the individual rooms, independently. So instead of getting one council tax bill for the house, you might receive five or six separate council tax bills for each, one for each room. And that has a pretty devastating effect on the cash flow, potentially. So why is that important for us as deal packages? Because we have to try and stack the deal, right? We've got to check if the numbers add up. If we are sourcing for investors, they need to know how much council tax they're going to have to pay because that's going to affect their numbers. The difficulty we have is that it appears there is no national uniformity, no common ground on this as to how uh, individual rooms in HMOs are going to be uh, banded for council tax purposes. So we're, we're clutching at straws a little bit. We know there's a threat. We know there are changes. Um, can we definitely say that if you do self-contained ensuite bedrooms with a kitchenette included behind a door so that each unit is self-contained are you definitely going to pay individual council tax for those rooms uh, in some areas of the country absolutely you are but some areas of the countries are still quite relaxed uh, what if you have individual rooms with ensuites but no cooking facilities in the room are they going to be banded individually for council tax? But you have to leave the room, obviously, to do some cooking. Right? So they are not really self-contained units because you can't sustain all of your 
life's needs inside the room without going out and cooking your breakfast or whatever. Uh, now, in some parts of the country, some local authorities are indeed taxing those rooms for council tax, classifying them as individually banded. They are. Uh, there are some local authorities around the country where if you have a two-story uh, or even a three-story HMO and you have a kitchen, a separate kitchen, for communal use on each floor, those rooms are being individually banded for council tax. Not in every case. Not in every local authority. Some local authorities are not doing that. But how do you know? How can you stack the deal? Uh, in some local authorities around the country, I am hearing, and I have it on good authority, that if you just have a lock on a room, and the room does not contain either kitchen or ensuite, then that room can be banded independently for council tax. So this is a great puzzle, a great conundrum. We have to get to the root of the problem because we have to be able to advise or at least warn our investors as deal packages, right? I don't want to sell an investor a deal, a uh, an HMO deal, based on the council tax, one council tax bill for the whole building. Uh, and then suddenly they find that uh, the investor finds that the council tax, the VOT has come in, the BOA, forgive me, the BOA has come in and rebanded all the rooms. So you're getting five or six or seven council tax bills independently for each particular room. I've done a bit of research trying to work out if we can find out at any level what the rules are nationally. And the bottom line is that uh, it appears there is no uniformity at all. Um, so these are the rules as I understand it. This is uh, my precy of uh, the legislation on this. Uh, with, if you have a property, that, uh, say a two or three story property with a kitchen on each floor, you may be banded independently for each room by the VOA. On the other hand, you may not be. If the um, property is converted into individual letting units, what do I mean by individual letting units? I mean self-contained rooms with uh, kitchenettes and en-suites. You may well be banded independently for those rooms, but there are some local authorities around the country are not yet doing it. Uh, if you don't have uh, the kitchenettes in the room, if you take the kitchenette out, that'll fix, that'll fix it, Dave. We'll take out the kitchenette. We'll just have an ensuite. There are still local authorities around the country that are banding those rooms independently. And the reason there's all this confusion and a bit of a mess is because the final criteria in the legislation which allows the VOA this this opportunity to sort of blur the edges a bit is that the legislation talks about property where there are fundamental changes made to its makeup. Fundamental changes allow the discretion of the assessing officer to band 
or not to band those rooms for uh, independent individually for council tax. And that's the issue. It's about the discretion of the officer. Now, I know that friends in the industry have challenged this. This is a big deal, right? And there are friends in the industry who have challenged this in the courts. Um, I personally, and I'm, I, I'm very open to being corrected on this. <coughs> I'm very open to being corrected on this. I personally uh, am not aware of anybody who has taken a local authority to court and reversed its decision to ban the council tax um, individual banding uh, and get it reversed. I, I, I'm not aware of any friends in the industry who have done that. Um, if you've done it, yeah, let me know. Um, I'm, I'm happy to correct this. But as far as my research is concerned, I don't know where it's been challenged in the court. I don't know of any HMO landlord who has won. I don't. So this is clearly quite, quite serious. What do we do? What do we do? How do we do our figures going forward? How, how does this roll? Okay. So if you, do, if you want to fit ensuite rooms, and it's a very common model, very common model where you have individual bedroom with its own ensuite, um, there is a threat of individual banding in that room. So all you can do going forward is maybe put a clause in the tenancy agreement that says that in the event of the room uh, individually, independently, being made liable to pay council tax, uh, then it is for the tenant to pay. Now, whether that will stick, I don't know. If it's challenged in court, I don't know what the result will be. Um, also, of course, you have to remember that the local authority has the right to backdate the change uh, in the charge for council tax to the date when it says, under its discretion, the fundamental change was made. Okay? So, uh, if you... If it predates the current tenancy agreement with the new clause in asking the tenant pay, asking the tenant to pay council tax, if it predates that um, tenancy agreement, is the previous tenant going to pay? No, because it wasn't in their tenancy agreement. So that's going to be down to the landlord, the investor, once again. It's it's a really tricky place to be. So I, I actually have a pal who's going through this now. Uh, and he's set up uh, quite a big HMO, and uh, the VOA went in, used their discretion, saw appropriate fundamental changes to the building, and he got a 12 and a half grand council tax bill. Right, so this is serious stuff, because it's going to make a real mess of the numbers. So, in order to be safe, I think there's three or four things that we ought to do if we are advising investors on uh, picking up HMO units going forward. Number one, written in capital letters, written in blood, right? So there's no doubt everyone understands what's going on. The investor has to understand the threat. Now, it may not be in place today. I'll come on to that. But the investor has to under, understand the threat that at some point in the future, 
Those, those rooms might be individually banded for council tax. They have to understand that. Do not put, number two, do not put kitchenettes into individual rooms. You know, it's my belief, and uh, I work in two or three local authority areas now, so I can only tell you what I see there, and that we've spoken to the local authorities. And that each, each of the three has come back to us in these terms, right? What they're saying is, at this time, they will not seek to get a change to the council tax arrangements if there are bedrooms with en-suites, but you have to go out of the room and use a communal kitchen in order to sustain your standard of living, right? So at the moment, in the three local authorities that I work, uh, at the moment, that is the situation. So we can proceed on that basis. That, that, there is no guarantee there that that is not going to change in the future. And the reason I'm not specifically naming the local authorities is that I want to stress to you, you've got to speak to your local authority where you are working, because every local authority has the discretion, if there's a fundamental change, to impose uh, council tax on their individual rooms if they want. And what is a fundamental change? Well, nobody really knows, and that's where a lot of the confusion is coming in. So a fundamental change, I am advised, can be just putting a lock on the door. You know, maybe putting up smoke alarms, maybe, who knows what a fundamental change is. So we have to be uber, uber careful with this. So don't listen to me about my local authorities where I work. What you should do is ring your local authority or ring the VOA office, the valuation office where you are, and just put to them what you're planning to do. I wouldn't give them addresses and stuff like that. Make it hypothetical, right? What you're planning to do and what would be the effect. So, Hi, Mr. and Mrs. Council, Mr. or Mrs. Council person, right? I'm looking at acquiring a unit in this, in this authority. If I did this, if I converted the property into five or six bedrooms, each bedroom having an ensuite, however, there is a communal kitchen and dining area where um, tenants can go and cook their own food, food and look after themselves and eat there, right? What is your view with respect to council tax on that building at that point? Okay, you will get an indication. We hope you'll get an indication. They might well say, well, it will be down to the individual discretion of the individual valuation officer when they come and have a look. Um, and of course, they're in a position to change their minds at any point going forward. So, I don't know if this helps or it hinders, but it is actually the factual situation today that this is, this is a bit blurry, this is a bit of a mess. Uh, and HMO uh, investors everywhere are being subjected to this in one form or another at this time. The only, the only um, 
light at the end of the tunnel that I've seen uh, around the country is this, you know, a mitigating factor, if you like, is that if the rooms are individually banded and it falls upon the owner to pay, right, then there is at least, if assuming the rooms are single occupancy, not every room is single occupancy, but the single occupancy rooms get a 25% reduction. Okay, it's not great, not going to change your life, but it mitigates the problem a bit. And I do note that one or two authorities around the country are introducing specific HMO council tax bans. So uh, in normal council tax banding in any local authority is A rising up to whatever it is, E, F, whatever. Um, they've introduced, uh, in these particular authorities, they've introduced a council tax level for HMO rooms below A. Right, now there's one or two up in the northeast that have done this. Uh, and that's helpful. Uh, I'm not saying it cures the problem. It doesn't make it go away, right? But it's very, very helpful because it is a lower level of council tax and you still get the 25% um, reduction if there's only a single occupant. So this has been a very technical episode. I get that, right? But if we're going to source HMOs, if we're going to serve our investors, if we're going to look after themselves, look after them and ourselves going forward, then I think we have to be aware that in the valuation offices, things are changing around the country. Now, this, this, is, this isn't new. This has been going on for two, three years now, to my personal knowledge, maybe before that. Okay, But if you are new to deal packaging, and if you want to uh, source multilets and HMOs for your investors, and why wouldn't you? It's a very profitable thing to do. You've got to be careful how you handle the council tax going forward. All right. One bill for council tax for the property at this time. But remember the threats. If you've got self-contained rooms with uh, en suites, definitely if you've got kitchenettes as well, at some point, the VOA will trigger a visit and re-band those rooms for council tax, and someone is going to get a thumping great bill. Be careful out there, deal packages, serve your investors, make sure they know the upsides and the downsides. I hope this has been helpful. Go through it a couple of times if it sounded a little bit complicated. You need to know this stuff, and then you can get out there, do some viewings. You're going to sell all of them. It's going to be great. Thank you for listening. I am David Siegler. See you on the next episode.